0: castle your definitive disney Wrecking podcast i'm dominic and i'm charlie and today we'll be discussing the good dinosaur young arlo is afraid of everything
1: has been since the day he was hatched but he's forced to find the courage he never knew he had after his father is killed after falling into the river near his home arlo must find his way home along the way he learns what love and courage really mean with the help of some interesting encounters with other dinosaurs and this movie was, you know, it's one we didn't watch before. And so we were thinking, hey, other movies
0: like this have been really good. This one was not that good. It wasn't bad. It's it an average terrible. movie. It's There's nothing special about it. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just there. It's, I honestly didn't like know this movie existed until I started this podcast. So, like... I don't have I have no recollection of the trailers I have no recollection of this movie like existing until I was looking at the list of movies we had to cover and I'm like what's this I have no I knew clue. of its existence but I had never watched it and I'd keep forgetting about it I mean it's a forgetful well I wouldn't say it's a forgetful movie it has some stuff in there that's that'll stick with you this movie's but pretty bland though it's just yeah there's not much that happens it's pretty uneventful it's just uh, it's uneventful but at the same time there's too much at times they they will i will say they do a good job of some story things and like some of the like for a movie that doesn't really have much going on they do a good job of making you emotionally invested still Mm-hmm.
1: but um anyways should we just go ahead and get into the fun facts
0: yeah let's let's just jump right into them <laughs> All right.
1: So to start off, I have a pretty long one. So get ready. Okay. The Good Dinosaur experienced multiple production issues. The film was in production for six years and it suffered from creative differences, story problems, Pixar multitasking between film productions, and a quality slump the studio suffered from Cars 2 to Monsters University. Director Bob Peterson was removed from the project in the summer of 2013 just a year before the film's original release date in May 2014. Peterson moved on to another project while John Lasseter, Lee Unric, Uncrick, Uncrick? Uncrick. (laughs) However you say it. (laughs) Mark Andrews and Peter Peterson stepped in temporarily to work on various sections of the film. In November 2013, due to further delays, Pixar laid off, 67 employees of its 1200 person workforce following the closure of its satellite studio in Canada a month before when about 80 employees had been laid off officially to refocus Pixar's efforts in its main headquarters. For Pixar it was a dramatic event said Jim Morris the studio's general manager and executive vice president of production. It was tough on the company most studios would have said the movie's fine, it's not bad, and it wasn't bad, it just wasn't great. We wanted to have a great movie. On October 21st, 2014, Peterson was officially named the new director. The story was then reworked, and some major changes included lowering the age of the protagonist and adding the concept of nature itself being the main antagonist, while John Lithgow still remained cast as Papa in the film. Which he would later be replaced, he acknowledged the fantastic changes in the script and said that the film's gonna be better than I ever imagined.
0: It's a lot to take in there.
1: So basically, as we're saying, the story's not that great. So is Pixar.
0: Well, they said it turned out better than they ever expected. That's pretty low standards if that's, but this movie is better than what he ever expected. Yeah. But. I mean, I'm guessing we under- were about to just get a Dinosaurs 2 or something, but it was <laughs> by Pixar instead. <clears throat> it's understandable that the, like, this movie went through a bunch of stuff, so it's kind of understandable at how run-of-the-line it is, what the amount of stuff that they went through during production, mm-hmm. it just seemed like everything was all over the place and they couldn't really get a firm grasp of everything, so like it kind of makes sense as to why this movie turned out the way it did. Mediocre.
1: Seventeen terabytes were needed for the river alone in a scene where when Arlo is swept away, more than all of Cars 2. Jeez.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's wild. I
1: I saw this when what the heck? And it was just for one scene.
0: Yeah, but the amount of detail that went to the visuals of this movie compared to like anything that we've seen so far is like completely different. Like the visuals were definitely like the main part of this movie. Yeah.
1: Which they were absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. For the first time ever, the good dinosaur features 100% volumetric clouds. This means they are mobile, dimensional, and can be lit from any camera angle, just like the landscape, creating a stunning look. Interesting. That's, so they did put in a work with the clouds.
0: That's that's cool. I like that. And it's, it's, it is noticeable as well. Like, mm-hmm. that like, does do a good job of making them stand out.
1: Here's a pretty short one. Arlo's movements were based
0: on those of young elephants. I can I could kind of see that a little bit.
1: You could kind of tell that they were using real life animal movements instead of dinosaurs. Yeah, because like you know, Arlo is supposed to be like an elephant, and there's the the T Rex running.
0: The T Rex was riding like horses. They
1: they looked <laughs> like they were running like horses, like they were riding horses because they were cowboys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of a weird take, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Originally, Arlo was going to be older, approximately 17 years old, and voiced by Lucas Neff. However, director Peter Son, in order to convey the idea of Arlo maturing, as well as accurately portray the boy and dog relationship between Arlo and Spot, decided to make him younger, approximately 11 years old.
0: I don't know. See, I think it does... Make a bit more sense here to have him at a younger age, especially with the the story that they're playing for him.
1: Yeah, like he's learning, and he definitely, you know, has that young mindset almost.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> also, his fears and stuff like that it makes it a lot easier to, to play off as like a younger child, and like than him just being almost... a scaredy cat, almost yeah.
1: adult. Oh, the next one is just full of easter eggs okay one of the asteroids at the start of the film resembles the pizza planet truck from the toy story franchise
0: i saw this fun fact and i was looking through the asteroids and i could not find it at all
1: um i couldn't find it either so the only reason i brought it in here even though i couldn't find it was to see if anyone else could find it and let us know
0: it's probably like way in the back somewhere and it's like this tiny little microscopic asteroid that like you wouldn't know is there, but like the animators know they put it in there, just so they uh, can. Most they of these
1: Easter eggs them. I didn't even find. Just oh, yeah. saying, but <laughs> I want everyone to be looking for them. <laughs> uh, the Luxel ball can be seen when Arlo and Spot are hallucinating. I did see that one. You did see that one. Yes. Okay, I missed that one. And A one one three is spelled out with sticks on the fence of the bird pen Arlo approaches for feeding. Did not see this one. Well, I wasn't really looking at the fence for that bird <laughs> cage. Yeah. Another one that I didn't necessarily see. When Arlo splashes into the water after playing with the gophers, you can get a brief glimpse of an octopus that resembles Hank from Finding Dory.
0: I did not is see the next film. I did not see Hank, but I do love that they're keeping the tradition of just like promoting the next movie in their film mm-hmm. every time.
1: The original cast was to include John Lithgow, Judy Greer, Bill Hader, Neil Patrick Harris, and Lucas Neff, but they were replaced following major story changes. The only original cast member to still be part of the film is Francis McDormand.
0: See, that sounds like a great cast. That could have been a lot more of an entertaining movie, I
1: feel. It would have been great. Apparently, they were all supposed to play, like, Arlo's family in some way.
0: That would have been fun.
1: And I got one more. Okay. Arlo's vast and beautiful world was created on top of real maps of the Grand Tetons in Wyoming. The team in charge of the set downloaded topographical maps of the USGS, which is the United States Geological Survey, and built the sets on top of data from them. This helped them create a wide variety of points of view from many different perspectives in the film.
0: That's pretty awesome. I, I like that. Uh, that's pretty. That's a pretty they,
1: interesting way to, you know, do that.
0: They base the actual place off of an actual map and actual landscape and stuff. That's pretty awesome.
1: So, if you live in Wyoming and happen to have been, or if you just happen to have been there, maybe you can recognize some of the
0: landscape. But <laughs> that's all I have for my fun facts. Good fun facts. I so know. Yeah, Short and simple. <laughs> Short, simple. I knew
1: I had one long one so I went with a few shortish ones after.
0: Makes sense. <laughs> Are we ready to go ahead and go into our story? Our story scores then. I'm ready. All right. What do you uh, have? For starting
1: you? off, I have a 74 for my story.
0: I have a 72 for my story score
1: originally we both had our scores a lot lower but um a certain other film about dinosaurs kind of messed that up because we rated (laughs) the maybe a little too high well
0: see story i feel is where it needs to be for me honestly i wouldn't say dinosaur my dinosaur story score screwed me up here on this one at least it
1: did me a little bit because I had my Dinosaur Story score at 70, and I kind of wanted to give this one, like, a 68.
0: <laughs> I will agree that previous scores have kind of messed things up for us, and we've been a bit generous with a lot of our other stuff. We have The issue is we haven't really had any run-of-the-mill movies. Like, we either have a lot of great stuff, a lot of pretty decent stuff, or really bad stuff. We haven't really had any like middle-of-the-line movies before which this is kind of one of those middle-of-the-line movies it makes it really difficult to try and figure out where that score is itself especially considering like how generous we were with some of our previous scores but yeah i think 72 for the story here is is pretty fitting for this because it's not that it's like a a bad story but it's more so that it's just kind of uneventful and it it, like, drags a little bit in certain spaces. Yeah, and it, it, drags, a, it drags a lot out. There's some unnecessary honestly. stuff. But they do manage to make a lot of good things happen as well. Like like I said earlier, they, the fact that they're able to make me emotionally invested in certain points of this movie where I don't really care about the characters or I'm not really caring about the story is just a, a major feat in itself, though. There was a lot of great emotional moments in this movie. And it's kind of interesting that they're stable, still able to pull that off in a movie that you're just kind of feel is dragging along a bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, it was, it was the fact of, you know, they were dragging things out, but I was still kind of getting invested with it. But at the same time, it felt like there's too much going on at times. And as you said, there were just some things that were unneeded.
0: Yeah, I mean... There was some stuff in there that they just kind of drew in there that I'm like, there's no need. This scene was completely unnecessary. Like like the
1: beginning of the whole movie, which, I mean, I guess they had to find some way to open it up. But now I'm confused because it shows an asteroid hurtling toward Earth and it passes right by. And we see the dinosaurs just kind of watching it. I mean, I thought it was kind of funny. But (laughs) now I'm like, so wait, is this some alternate movie where...
0: That's what it's supposed to be, an alternate universe where the Big Bang didn't actually happen. But but they don't go into that at all. They don't yeah, they don't I, really go into that. Like maybe
1: sure. we could see dinosaurs in modern civilization.
0: I mean, we did kind of see that what they were like they had farming, like dinosaurs were doing farming and Yeah, was, they were
1: doing farming and
0: stuff, but there was cowboy dinosaurs <laughs> and like they're living in like their own society. But they don't actually, like, integrate the human society or the dinosaur society and how, like, it doesn't show how they're either coexisting or not coexisting at all. Yeah. Because the only other humans we see is Spike and his... Spot. Yeah, I keep calling him Spike. I don't know why. Spike's one of the things that Arlo calls him in the name off. Okay. I know I, I know originally put him in my notes as Spike. And then I changed it all to Spot, but I just like going off the top of my head now. Obviously, I just called him Spot, but we only see Spot and his parents and his sister and brother or whatever. So like, well, that's not his real family.
1: That's just another set of humans that come along.
0: We don't have any other kind of like inkling as to what the humans are doing or how they're living it in relation to the dinosaurs.
1: Like, apparently they're living, like, wild animals, is how I'm seeing it as. So, is
0: this, in this universe, is it the dinosaurs grew to be the people, and the people are just, like, animals? In I this, guess, but... In this reality. <laughs> it, it, it's complicated. I did, I did like the, the opening. I did think it was kind of funny. It was like, oh, I was like, oh, great, here yeah, we go. it was go, funny, another... like, here comes an asteroid, and they're all just staring at it, and... It's like... Oh great! Another dinosaur movie about the Big Bang, and then it just goes flying past, and like, oh, okay, guess it's not. (laughs) Guess it's not going there. Yeah. But I do wish they just would have expanded upon the like the world itself and how that kind of changed the civilization that they were living in. Because I didn't even like I completely missed the one million years later title the first time I watched the movie. Yeah. And then I saw some other, like, when I was looking at the fun facts, I saw something about how they were saying it's the alternate universe where the Big Bang didn't happen. And I'm like, wait, what? And then or not when the I Big was Bang, but the asteroid hitting the... Well, yeah. Well, it was the different universe where the asteroid didn't hit. And then, and then like, when I was watching the same time and taking my notes is when I saw that the, the little thing came up saying one million years later. So I didn't even notice that the first time I watched the movie.
1: Yeah, but again, they don't really do a good job of explaining, like, "Oh yeah, this is a different timeline."
0: No, they just kind of throw that there in the beginning and then just ignore that for the rest of the movie. Yeah, now it's just about a dinosaur with a human caveman boy. <laughs> Are the dinosaurs speaking on that? Are the dinosaurs farming for themselves, or like other dinosaurs? I like, don't know, because it seems like it's for themselves. It's, that's what it seems like for me, but I'm like, that's a big farm. Uh, we you don't know what's... how much they need for themselves. And we don't
1: know why they're farming chickens.
0: No. Also, because, like, that was just another random thing. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't even think of that until you brought it up now. But, yes, they're herbivores, for the, so they don't even need the chickens the, they um, don't eat the chickens. They, they don't, don't eat the chickens. The eggs. I assume They're not eating the eggs. So what are they? What are they doing with the chickens?
1: They're just raising chickens. Again,
0: unless it's for other dinosaurs.
1: I, <laughs> I mean, was, as we see in this movie, not all the carnivores are considered bad guys.
0: I mean, T Rexes are cowboys, and they're hurting. The T Rexes are actually nice. They're hurting. What bisons? Which again, why are they hurting yeah. bison? What's the purpose of them hurting the bison for?
1: Like a lot of it just doesn't <laughs> make sense.
0: I loved it Libby was getting Buck to do her chores for her though. By just <laughs> and then Buck eating. was just some big jerk. <laughs> that
1: was like stereotypical big brother
0: oh, Yeah. The one the one time I was ready to step up against his fears and then he gets pranked by Buck who's waiting in the pen pretending to die.
1: Yeah, like, why does he have to be a jerk? (laughs) Marla's not actually doing anything wrong to anyone.
0: I mean, he is kind of disturbing the entire farm with the way he acts. I wouldn't say that. Running around, knocking him over with the sticks when he was getting chased by the chickens, and then he was interfering with their other chores a few times. Mm, Yeah, I guess, but like... But Buck is just being your stereotypical older brother, which... he's...
1: He's only a minute older, maybe not even a minute. <laughs> which also, why was Arlo's egg so big for such a tiny dinosaur?
0: You know, he's just protecting him over over protection, which is fitting for him because he's he needs he, he's scared of everything. So that big giant shell is protecting him from everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it just me, or did you also see? As soon as you, as Arlo is older and he, he's like getting
0: close to his father, it's like
1: yeah, the father's gonna die soon.
0: See, I I didn't think it was gonna be the father. I thought it was gonna be the mother. But <laughs> I instantly went okay, yeah, the dad's I thought he to was die. gonna be separated. But yeah, we yet again we like we just can't have supportive guardians in a Disney or Pixar movie. Like no, of course. Is that, that just too much to ask for? <laughs> Anytime you, someone's shown to be supportive or actually like helping, they just get taken away. Although his mother was a good, supportive mother as well, though. So, like, mm-hmm. the fact that he was able to keep her, I guess, is kind of a start, but he still had to lose his father.
1: Yeah. But again, I just saw this one coming a mile away. <laughs> I knew, I kind of knew right away okay, the father's going to die soon. Any minute now. Oh, yeah. there it is. <laughs> oh, Lion King style.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of Lion King type stuff that happened here. It mm-hmm. was that. It was like later on in the movie when, he, by the, when visit- the father visit- comes back to kind of, you know, be that support from beyond. Shouldn't their mark have just washed off of that tree in the rain? Like, it was just mud. There yeah. Was, there was no way that those marks would have just, like, stayed on that tree like that I mean it doesn't make any sense even <laughs> if it's dried up mud it would wash away it would still wash away so how did Mark stay on the tree for so many years <laughs> Harlow should have died many times in this movie oh
1: episode. definitely <laughs> One, like when he was swept away the first time by should the river he should
0: have drowned there my um, only guess is that his when he guess- was
1: used as a bridge <laughs>
0: Yes, when he was using the bridge, when he was climbing, when he fell off of that rock after that. Mm-hmm. And then he fell off of another cliff later on in the movie. It, he should it... be dead. <laughs> My only guess as to why he didn't drown when he was getting swept over the river is because his long neck is long enough to just stay above the water when he's yeah. floating under. I was just it. saying plot armor. <laughs> because he, like, smashed his head on that rock underwater and was unconscious. And just washes up on the shore.
1: Mm -hmm. And then we even see him all, like, beat up afterwards.
0: (laughs) He can barely move. Mm -hmm. He also could have just grabbed a stick with his mount and used that stick to knock those berries down off of the tree that he was trying to get. Yeah. Instead, when he got himself crushed under the rock. Yeah, he wasn't the best thinker, but then again, he was, like, 11. (laughs) Also, I mean... It is basically all of his fault for not killing Spot when he you knows his one job to do. Mm-hmm. Because if he killed Spot right away, his, his dad would dad still be, still be alive. alive. He would have his mark immediately. The farm would be driving. <laughs> is Arlo the villain of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is Spot the villain of the movie? Also kind of. <laughs>
0: No, Spot was nice. Spot was bringing Arlo all that food that he wasn't tr- eating because he's not a carnivore.
1: Yeah. And then... Like, one of those was this giant bug, and Arlo's like, ew. And then Spot just looks at it, rips its head off,
0: mm-hmm. like that was going to fix it. I'm like,
1: what the heck is with this kid?
0: <laughs> Again, apparently the humans just didn't evolve in this timeline, and they're like... Other forms of animals. Mm-hmm. And he brought him that lizard. And he was just carrying the lizard around as a mount. And then it, the lizard gets away. And then he finally brings him the, the berries, which Arlo actually ate the berries finally. yeah. And that leads to him using Arlo as a bridge to cross a canyon, which he f- should have fell over. And Yeah, it, Arlo's tail should not have been able to support his full body like that yeah he should not have been able to lift himself up off of that it was even by his mouth too he was just supporting himself by his teeth like his teeth chomping down but, onto the cliff
1: but on the other side was his tail that should not have been able to
0: hold <laughs> and then he just pulls himself up off of the cliff
1: yeah like it's nothing like <laughs> why didn't you just jump <laughs>
0: and then he fights uh he has to fight off that weird snake with legs and arms yeah, some evolved kind of snake. Did, did the snakes evolve like that to keep up with the dinosaurs? And this... Maybe,
1: like, they grew arms or something? <laughs> they don't explain it. Again, they don't explain this whole new alternate universe. <laughs> this alternate timeline. And it's like, so wait, are all the animals evolving except for humans? What's going on?
0: Uh, well, there was that weird, like, capybara-like creature that had bunny ears on it. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the animals seem kind of normal. Because we we, were at, we found a bunch of animals with that creepy uh, triceratops dude. Uh, triceratops dude. It's not a triceratops, day. but that was the only dinosaur he reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a yeah. name, but I can't think of it. The, the tree-looking dude yeah. who was just Which, really creepy. That and,
1: whole scene was a bit weird also.
0: Yeah. I've heard from people that, like, that's their favorite character, and it's, like, of all the characters in this movie. <laughs> I thought he was interesting. He was but, interesting. But, but he did a bit too much. I yeah. mean... that He was an unneeded character. That seemed to be the case with all of the characters here, though. All of the, char- like, side characters just... It seemed like they gave him way too, pro- too much personality. And it, it just kind of seemed like they were just taking unused characters from other movies that they wanted to do and just, like, sprinkle them in here just so they have extra characters to use. Because these were all, like, all of these characters just kind of seemed way too fleshed out. Not even, like, not fleshed out, like, character-wise, but, like, personality-wise to, to, like, make sense here.
1: Yeah, but he starts naming off all these pets that he has. Like, this is the Night Terror. He protects (laughs) me from creatures from the night. This is Crusher. He protects me from my intrusive thoughts. My, my and this is thing. Debbie. That's it. He just says, "This is Debbie." <laughs> you... oh my gosh, Debbie is crazy and a sore loser.
0: <laughs> I do love that they just fought over ownership of Spike Spot by naming, it. like, just by, na- whoever...
1: by yelling out names, and whichever one he responded to won. <laughs> <laughs> This creature belongs to you. Then I shall name him. If I name him, I keep him. (laughs) Killer. Murderer. Destroyer. (laughs) And then Arlo's coming up with these typical dog names. Spike. (laughs) Rufus. Spot.
0: (gasps) Which he did not respond at all to Spot the first time. He just... No, he he responded to Spot the first time. I don't know. It looked like he didn't move at all the first time to me.
1: Yeah, no. He said Spot. And then that's when he turns around like, what? <laughs> but that's a weird way to claim ownership. Yeah. I mean, it worked.
0: It worked. And then yet again, <laughs> Debbie's a sore loser and starts chasing after them. <laughs> I don't know. See, he looked like Debbie was just trying to join them. I don't know. I didn't take it as Debbie being a sore loser. It seemed like Debbie was just trying to to go with them. And then he was getting all mad that Debbie was leaving him. No, no, it was Debbie attacking. <laughs> For yeah. sure. But then you had what came after that was one of the most pointless sequences in the movie to me, which was that Mac Whackamole sequence.
1: Yeah, I I think that was to kind of show Arlo and Spot like bonding together, but they could have done that a lot better. <laughs> yeah.
0: In some way. I that's that's what it was, but it was like it just that scene was made no sense. It was just pointless it also yeah i mean it was entertaining but why is arlo scared of those tiny little creatures because arlo's
1: scared of everything
0: but, like those things were so small like he should not have been a scared like scared of those things
1: well i mean people are scared of spiders and those are small <laughs>
0: i guess but those
1: things are cute <laughs> oh um and then there's a big rainstorm yeah and here come these... What are they?
0: Pterodactyls? Yeah, they're not really pterodactyls. They're not really pterodactyls. They but... look more like birds on, than dinosaurs, honestly. Yeah. Like, I honestly have them written my notes as birds, even though they're not birds. They're not bird. They're, they're not like pterodactyls either. They're but... like that link between dinosaurs and birds. Yeah. They definitely seem more like birds to me than dinosaurs, so... And we
1: get what? our... This... This is supposed to be our main villain of the movie,
0: yeah. Thunderclap, which he's barely even in the movie. Again, it's another point where they're just drawing a weird personality in on someone and just like drawing it in there to make it stick. It, he he, just, Oh, yeah, I guess we do need an actual villain. And so they went with Thunderclap. But again, they tried like doing it in like a weird twist where he was good at first and then... Like, they reveal him to be bad, which just... Like, they were going to save that cute little
1: fox animal. And, and then, then he it, eats it right in front it of us. It just turned really dark out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> and its tail is still hanging out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. How's he not just choking on it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I just watched a video where a Komodo dragon ate an entire goat the other day. So, like, oh I'm not going to question that anymore. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. They just didn't seem to know know what they were doing with that villain twist, and they just like, oh, let's throw in a plot twist by plot making twist. it seem this like a, he's bad. This this dinosaur bird thing that
1: y'all thought was gonna be nice is bad. But like, and they then, didn't
0: give any time to it at all, and they didn't let it sit at all. So like, yeah, so I was like, it oh. was like a waste. <laughs> and then they run away from them to get to the to
1: the t-rex and i guess they were trying to go for another plot twist to show yeah. that the t-rex were big mean scary and then they turned out being nice
0: which, which i kind of saw
1: coming also yeah
0: that was very obvious the way like they didn't attack argo immediately so. a lot of points in this movie were very predictable to me and maybe it's because we've been watching a lot of these movies yeah i don't So this... like the t-rex cowboys just made no sense like I thought I've seen everything in my life, but now I've seen T Rex Cowboys and I'm like, did they have to go there with that? They weren't bad. Like they were kind of entertaining. I will They were entertaining, but like But why are they cowboys? Why are they herding cattle? Why why are they not just, you know, heading out somewhere? Why are they having to wrestle a herd? How'd they lose their herd? Also, when they first say they lost their herd, like I just assume that they lost the rest of the dinosaurs that are trying to travel with them to... Like to in like, the movie Dinosaur. In the movie Dinosaur, exactly. So, like, I'm I'm expecting Tim to go find a group of dinosaurs. And then when they show up and it's a bunch of bison, I'm like, what's going on here? Why Why is this happening? It just kind of made no sense.
1: Yeah, and then they had to use Arlo as bait. And now we get, like, this secondary villain with the rustlers with the rustlers bubba yeah. and his gang mm-hmm. and it's like well why were these characters needed
0: again it, they they were there to provide some kind of like tension between like arlo and the group but they make their personalities too much that it makes like it, they they don't they're not viable villains anymore exactly like, like they're giving all of these characters, like, they're not making any of these characters, like, menacing. They're just, like, making them wacky and, and ridiculous. And it's like. Yeah, like, Bubba and his gang
1: were a bunch of hillbillies. hmm. While Thunderclap and his gang were, like, a bunch of people who belong in an insane asylum. <laughs> which they finally got the herd back and they're heading out. And that's where arlo just turns his head and is like oh hey there's my home starts heading that way and on his way there thunderclap
0: comes back to steal spot like yeah i mean they also spot also ran into his family at some point and then arlo oh, just said "You ran into the no you're not gonna go to them anymore you're coming with me and said well it's not his real family it's I don't. What I don't I gather, know what I gathered, I'm
1: not too sure about that. What he, what I gathered was his parents actually died. This is a whole separate family. I don't. I. It's never.
0: Explained. It's not really explained, and they could have done that better, but that's how I'm taking it. I don't know, because like the way those other kids were like jumping on him, it seemed like they were his siblings, but like again. Yeah, if it was his actual parents, I feel like they would have been way more excited to see him than they actually were. Exactly, yeah. But, I don't know. They didn't... That still was a very emotional scene, though. Oh, yeah. And, like, even going back to the other part when Arlo and Spot were, like, talking about their families with the sticks. And they had the, like, the circles that they were drawing. They did such a great job of making that an emotional, emotional scene as well. When Spot takes the stick and knocks it over and buries it in the sand. Mm-hmm. Like, that was just such a, a heartbreaking scene. Again, that was me. That's why I interpreted that his family actually died. And these are different people. See, I took it that he thought his parents had died and he had lost them. But it could have been, like, it could have been it could someone have been else. either way. Again, either way. they didn't explain anything here so we're just kind of taking things into our own liberty here but again they made these scenes emotional scenes still in a movie that we don't we don't really care for what's happening or like the characters aren't that like that incredible I don't know I feel like they still did a good job with that and the fact that they were able to like make me cry in a movie that I don't really care about what's happening is I feel says a lot Mm mm-hmm
1: but, yeah, okay.
0: Uh, And then after that, we get to the
1: scene where they're almost home. And then Thunderclap comes back.
0: Well, because they had to have one final showdown. Because it's not a conclusion of the movie if they don't have their final showdown. Yeah, I mean, I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, I feel I like it's just unneeded still.
0: Neither one of them should have survived that sequence, though.
1: Oh, no. But, again, Arlo has plot armor.
0: And then Spot finally reunites with his family. Well, not Spot. Arlo. Well, Spot. Before that, Spot,
1: those other humans show up. Yes. And we get that. We do get that very heartbreaking goodbye scene. That was such a sad scene. That that one was actually pretty sad to me. But I mean, it it was also one of those happy sad scenes. Yeah. You know?
0: Also, why didn't Arlo just invite? Spot and his family to come with him to like his farm because they're wild animals. They need to be free. Like they could have easily just came with him to the farm, and they could have they, they could have talked him how to farm, and they could have handled the chickens instead. <laughs>
1: and then they maybe that would have shown humans evolving at that point exactly. the They They would are helping
0: and then they start coexisting with each other that would have added so much more to the story if they would have did it i would have added a ton of to the story and maybe a chance for a sequel <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't they just make him leave they just have him leave instead by having him push a spot around spot back to the family and drawing a circle around them but but i mean in the end arlo comes back also technically Arlo didn't really do anything to deserve his mark. No, he just showed back home. <laughs> like they I'm don't know any they felt bad because he disappeared.
1: Because none of them knew that he washed away and got lost. Unless Carl, he told them he the story
0: of and whatever everything that had happened, they have no clue what he's been through and what happened and I mean, unless he tells them, but at that point it's like they have to believe
1: him at this point.
0: It's like well, he just gets his mark for surviving. It's,
1: it's like a Boy
0: Scout. You get a badge for that, for whatever reason.
1: <laughs> for living with survival of the fittest. <laughs> but again, this movie won kind of all over the place.
0: Also, don't forget about the scene where they took mushrooms and they were tripping. Oh, um, no, they didn't take mushrooms. They were eating <laughs> fermented fruit. I thought it was mushrooms. No, it,
1: it's fruit from a tree. Well, Either and way, they, they, they have took- rotten
0: they so they fermented
1: fruit at that point. Were tripping. <laughs> so really, it wasn't even drugs. It w- it would have been more like they were drunk. <laughs> but they were hallucinating over being drunk. So I mean, it it doesn't make sense either. But it's a funny scene.
0: It was. Uh, are we ready to move
1: on to characters? Yeah, I think we're ready. All right.
0: Uh, for my characters, I have a seventy-four. I have mine at seventy. I think I probably would have went a bit lower here on this one if I could have. But at the same time there are some interesting characters, but there are some good characters. I think like I was saying before, my main issue with the characters here is they just made everyone they they gave everyone eccentric personalities and they just made everyone a bit too much.
1: Yeah, they gave all those like, these side characters like personalities that we didn't really need the only ones we truly needed big personality from were arlo his family and then spot
0: yeah i mean it it would work if like one of each of the groups had like an eccentric character with them but not every single one yeah like make thunderclap a bit out there and then make his two people normal or make one of the wrestlers leave them quiet or something Yeah, you can't just make every single character completely out there. Mm -hmm. It's just a bit too much after a while. I
1: mean, starting with Arlo, he's a good character. We do see some character development in him.
0: Yeah, uh, definitely he's the strongest character of the movie. He does learn a lot throughout his entire travels, and we can see that as he's growing, and especially... Later on in the movie, when he after he has that vision with his father, about and he's like, "No, I need to go save him." And his father's mm-hmm. like, "I'm proud of you." And... Yeah, but like, there was also some issues with Arlo as well. Like, yeah, that part where he took Spite spot away from his, like the other humans and like continued on home kind of pissed me off a bit.
1: I was like, "Hey, Animal. what are you doing? Let him be with this other." He just found another human.
0: Yeah, the Arlo should know all about like losing people that you're with, and then he gets a chance to reunite with him, and Arlo takes that away from him. But again, he didn't. He grew and fe- like remembered that later on, and we can see that in the other time where he gives them up. So obviously, did come around at some point. But it's like that. Those that short time there was like it kind of yeah. was a bit aggravating. Kind of good kick in the
1: in the. No, no section. <laughs> um, and then Spot was honestly kind of adorable as a human dog character.
0: Yeah, we don't get much in terms of like character wise from him. He's very helpful and he does help Arlo a lot, and he does push the story.
1: He has a lot of street but... smarts. He he's very survival savvy.
0: Mm-hmm. But I feel yeah. like they could have could have also done a lot more with Spot. In interactions that he had with Arlo and with other people or like other characters as well.
1: I feel like Spot should have learned how to speak. Yeah. During that whole trip. Well,
0: not not necessarily speak, but even just like some kind of communication would be helpful.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I mean he can understand what they're saying. Can to he? To extent. It's kinda like a dog, basically.
0: <laughs> that's what it seemed like.
1: Um I have Henry down, that's his father.
0: Again? Supportive father. He,
1: I really liked him as a character, even
0: after yeah, he died. He was great. We saw that he was being a bit tough on Arlo, but awesome.
1: like that. Have you ever driven a Ford F one fifty?
0: Bam, 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 it, But he was a very supportive father and. Like I was saying, he he was a bit stern with Arlo, but he was also doing it to help Arlo. He wasn't, like, he was just being... He, he wasn't rough. being a pushover dad, but he also wasn't being a jerk. Yeah. He had a good blend of, like... He was strict. Proper parenting that we saw. This is the him. kind of father everyone needs nowadays. But, of course, he gets taken away from Arlo, which, every time... <laughs> Even his mother, though, is also very supportive, but she's a lot less. She's not necessarily as strong-willed as his father. Yeah, she's. Because she's just constantly looking for her, for the father to, to fix the situation and change him. And, like, she doesn't. It seems like she doesn't have as much faith in him growing as her father. Because every time he's like, oh, I'll well, change it or we'll fix it, she kind of, like, looks at him or rolls her eyes at him. But then at the end, we can see how when she's struggling in the field, she's still explaining her case to Argo that has to start pitching in. But she's not doing it in a, a nasty or mean way at all. She's yeah, no, she's, she's telling him.
1: Yeah, um, we got Buck and Libby, which are his siblings. Um, I mean, they don't have much in this movie. They they really don't add much
0: at all in terms of character.
1: Here. No, but they do show that you know he's the brother buck more so yeah they libby definitely they do really a lot more with even buck than libby i don't
0: think well they show the one scene of personality to give libby is when she's making buck do her chores for him yeah that's about it and that's the only really thing we ever see from from libby even and when then
1: there's buck just showing that he's that big brother i felt like we could have used a little more from both of them
0: yeah uh, they definitely could have played their relationship a bit more and like and added it what to if them. instead
1: of just Arlo what if all three of them got swept away and they all have like to do different things to get them through and get home that would have changed the story completely but I feel like it would have been better
0: See, I feel like that would have been a bit too much though really? there's still other ways they could have brought them into the story without like doing that completely but yeah I agree fair. that they could have done a lot more with their characters they, they
1: could have done something Um. next I have
0: Forest Woodbush who is, is that, the pet collector. Is that his name, Forest Woodbush? That,
1: that is his name. <laughs> and he is the pet collector.
0: Again, just a very, very strange personality and a very, very strange weird. character.
1: I still think he was very unneeded as a character, but, I mean, it
0: added a little something, I guess. It, it definitely added something. What did it add? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't think I want to know.
1: I just kinda wanna I feel like they
0: on. could have had a lot more fun with him if they would have fleshed him out a little bit more. hmm They seemed like they were going one way with this personality and then just kinda like switched it up halfway through the, the meeting with him and it's like they weren't really sure what they were doing with him when they made he just him
1: just kinda thrown in last minute.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, same thing can be said about Thunderclap, honestly though.
1: Yeah. Like I put him down as Thunderclap and company, I didn't catch the name of the other two. I barely
0: even caught his name the first time, so, like...
1: But, again, they did give too much personality to his companions. Well, and Thunderclap probably should have been the only one with with so much personality.
0: But, again, they gave him a bit too much personality, to be honest. Yeah. like
1: Like, we get it, he's supposed to be the main character or main villain he's supposed to have this big personality but if he's barely going to be in the movie don't give him that big of a personality
0: yeah they they, they really didn't know what they were doing with these characters just to like it honestly seemed like they just drew all these characters in the movie after they were setting up the movie and like all right we need the villain here let's throw this guy in oh we need something else to happen here let's throw this in and it was all just kind of thrown in, at the end after everything was made, and it seems like they weren't planned for the movie. Yeah, uh,
1: very unneeded. Um, I have Butch and the kids, with Ramsey T Rex. Ramsey and Nash are the name of the other T Rex. Ramsey and Ash. Okay, I didn't quite catch those names, but I did the look up the father's name.
0: <laughs> Again, these were fun characters. I enjoyed them. They're... Their story purpose in the movie made no sense, Mm -hmm. but, like, they made for some entertaining scenes in the movie, at least, I feel.
1: Yeah, they were definitely my favorite of the side characters, because they saw this lost kid, and they wanted to help him. Well, the kids did. And then the dad comes along like, you don't really belong here. You should just turn around. Like, he wasn't being necessarily mean or anything.
0: No, but he was also just trying to get his job done at the yeah. same time. So, like,
1: we have. I put Buck and Libby there for summer. Oh, Bubba in gang. And I put a question mark. By was them. that
0: the rustlers?
1: That's the rustlers, because they also gave them personalities that they didn't need.
0: Yeah. I get, I agree. There's just, they were, it just seems like they were just kind of thrown in there, waiting out without any like reason to be thrown in there like you didn't
1: even need to give them personalities
0: you could have just where i mean they could have just made them villainous like there's no need to throw all that extra stuff in there like making them hillbillies and making them like the way they were fighting and bickering with each other Mm -hmm. just make them straight up menacing birds or whatever creatures they are
1: bird dinosaur things
0: bird dinosaur things that's all the characters that I have written. Yeah,
1: that, I think that's it. So But yeah, again, most of those characters did not really need to be mentioned here, but they had enough personality where we felt where I felt like we kinda had to mention them. Yeah. Just to talk about how needed they were.
0: Yeah. I mean it's that's not wrong.
1: But uh let's move on to what I think is gonna be our best topic, the visuals. Yes. Uh, For visuals, I have a 98.
0: I also have a 98 for my visuals.
1: I mean, they weren't perfect by any means, but they were incredible nonetheless. I have
0: a hot take. I think this might be the best visuals that we've seen so far, including the recent movies that just came out. Mm-hmm. In terms of detail and landscaping and just like how they made the movie look, I think it was near perfect in most regards
1: there were just other aspects like, that kept it from getting that perfect score. some
0: some of the, the landscapes were so realistic that like it looked like an actual camera shot was made mm-hmm. and like i couldn't tell if it was cg or not
1: like oh is this real life
0: the, the my one issue which it annoys me because as a filmmaker i know exactly why they did this the way that they did so i can i kind of justify it but it just my personal preference it bothered me was that they made the the dinosaurs look cartoonish and non-realistic yeah which they did that just to give them more personality and make them more likable because if you have the photorealistic dinosaurs it's not yeah like it's not as easy to to care for them as characters
1: yeah i feel like that would have made i think that would have dropped my visual score a little bit
0: that's that's the thing that's what i'm saying it's like I didn't like it, but at the same time, it makes sense. So, like, I have to, I still drop the two points for it, but it's not going to, like, break the movie for me at the same time.
1: Yeah, no, like, again, the scenery was absolutely stunning.
0: The landscapes were incredible.
1: The water just, you know, water is amazing in every Disney Pixar movie. This is one of their best work with water.
0: Mm-hmm. The stream, the way the stream was moving, and the, the way st- the
1: stream was moving, the way the rivers were raging during storms, like it looked incredible, and I really enjoyed the end credits.
0: Oh yeah, those those end credit scenes were incredible. All of those scenery mm-hmm. shots that they were doing, they were breathtaking. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the things I loved about this, what that they were doing with the landscapes shots. Was well, they had like a really low camera angle of the area, especially when they're showing the crops. They had the camera basically right on the floor with the, with the crops, and you can see the way that the water was hitting them and were interacting with mm-hmm. them. Or when they were creating the, the crop fields as well, it just gave a, a nice detailed view of how everything was looking.
1: Oh, yeah, the camera work was incredible in this movie. I thought the animation was very, very good. There were some instances where I'm like, mm. like not necessarily cringe, but it what, wasn't necessarily spectacular. With what? The animation. Like, with the characters themselves.
0: I don't know. I think they handled that pretty well. Like, they,
1: they handled it pretty well, t- but there were times where... Are you
0: talking about the T-Rex is moving as cowboy, like cowboys? That, that was one thing that bothered me, See, but I don't
1: necessarily think that would count for visuals, per se. I,
0: it would, I would put it under visuals personally, and I also would praise it. I mean, yes, it does; it is weird, but you can't deny that the fact that they actually nailed those movements and like made it look like they were actually galloping, galloping and riding horses. In that, in that case, like even their arms were up, like they were. They really put oh, in no. the attention to detail and to like making that effect as to what they were trying to pull off there.
1: And then, I don't know, maybe it's just me who thought this animation was weird, but when Arlo was eating those berries that Spot brought, uh, I don't know, it kind of weirded me out. I don't know why. I don't I don't know, I didn't get bothered. It, it wasn't enough for me to, to affect my score at all. <laughs> but it was still weird to me. But other than that, the animation was really good. Like... It was mostly just the scenery that was incredible.
0: I love the way they had the water, like the underwater shots also Mm -hmm. of, well, one between like the streams carrying him and stuff, but also when him and Spot were swimming together for that first time. Yeah. Arlo is learning how to swim. Mm -hmm. And like those underwater shots and the movements of the camera, which were underwater with him was really cool. And then when Arlo regained consciousness after he was knocked out by the water and he wakes up on the stream, And they show the blurry shot of the water and then kind of unblur it a bit. But, like, they have the sun hitting, coming down and shining onto the water and reflecting off of it. And they did such a great job of all the reflection in this movie and the sunlight and Mm -hmm. how the sun actually shines on land and where it shines in certain spots. Again, like you were saying before, they made the system for the clouds to make this possible. And yeah. they re- did a great job of, of this.
1: Um, I don't really have much else for visuals.
0: I I still have a lot, but I'm um, gonna, I'm gonna condense it this time because we I did the same thing last time. Okay. But there are a few few more shots that need to be praised, like the bison silhouettes in the sunset when oh yeah when the bison's were running through and the, the bright red sunset is in the background, and then when they were running through the field, with the pelicans in it at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, there is one more thing I do have written down.
1: Yes, uh, you know, any scene with the fireflies.
0: Yes, those fireflies looked great
1: because it was amazing just seeing them be kicked up by them. You know, running their tails across, they were running across or
0: stomping. Mm-hmm. Which also, I feel like they should have all been stomped to death the way <laughs> the way they were just trampling through the field like that, and there seemed to be so many of them, but. It did look cool with them all lighting up and coming out. It
1: looked amazing. That was a beautiful scene, especially just seeing that connection between father and son during mm-hmm. all
0: that. Also, all of those creatures that were on top on that tree dinosaur dude, mm-hmm. he had the bird, he had an owl, he had like some other different mammals, weird creatures. All of those animals looked really cool. The way they animated them and mhm Made them seem like actual animals. They put a lot of details on all of them, huh?
1: Those big beady eyes on all of them, though.
0: And then the way they animated Arla's dad's spirit fading away was also really cool. Yeah,
1: that was something I forgot to write down, and that was just really incredible. You know, it it was sad, you know, because he's seeing his dad and he's like, No, I have to go, and his dad turns around like is praising his son and then
0: just disappears yeah i mean it was basically very similar to the scene in the lion king when Simba's talking to the ghost of mufasa mm-hmm. which and i've said this before in my opinion it's the saddest part of that movie not when he actually dies but that part is the saddest part and they do a great job of of handling it here as well oh yeah also, the acid trip was pretty entertaining to watch visually. Yeah, <laughs> the <acid laughs> trip was pretty fun. Uh, like I said, I'm not gonna drag on for a million years like I did last week because there's too much visuals that we're good to talk about in this movie. Yeah, I so, mean like, the visuals were amazing. That's the standout movie of this stand. The standout feature. That's the standout movie. movie of this.
1: <laughs> Whatever you're gonna. The standout say. feature of this movie. That was a standout movie of this feature. You're right. (laughs) Well, I guess this is, I guess a movie can be called a feature. Yes, I can.
0: (laughs) Uh, Atmosphere. Atmosphere. Uh, I have an 86 for my atmosphere. I have an 88. Okay. So we're right there again. You know, for me, the good part was the soundtrack. The soundtrack was great. I think they did a great job of adding the music in and the music there was a lot of fun music to this movie as well Mm -hmm. like the score that they added to it it definitely had that like you're almost going through the
1: mountains in the south kind of feel like i grew up in the ozarks and that's the kind of music that we would hear from time to time just playing yeah like banjos violins fiddles
0: all that the music was really well done but i think they also did a great job of actually setting up the atmosphere constantly Especially, Mm -hmm. like, the horror aspect of it was, like, every time Arlo was getting scared of something, it would get really quiet, and then they would add in these dramatic synths or pianos or, like, just kind of eerie music. Yeah. And then they would add sound effects to make, like, you think something was there, especially with the chickens in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, that first time when he was entering the chicken pen and you didn't know what to expect, they did a great job of making it seem like Something terrible was about to actually happen, and then it's this little tiny chick, like baby chick. He he called the chick by its name by a name, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but he said that one was scarier than one-footed someone else, which also had a name. Yeah, they all had names. Which that was pretty funny though when that, that happened. But she only has one leg. <laughs> but yeah. With that scene and there was a couple of other scenes where he's just out exploring and he's about to be like he's scared of what's going to happen and they they do a great job of setting the atmosphere up to set that, to like make it feel, give it that feel of him being scared of everything. Yeah,
1: but aside from the
0: music. And the sound effects were, were also pretty well done also. Yeah, the sound effects are
1: pretty good, but I would say the voice acting was nothing special.
0: I wouldn't say it was extraordinary, but it, it did get the job done. I would say mm-hmm. it was enough for what, what they needed. I mean, I will got say got Sam Elliott in this movie. Butch telling the story of how he got his car was very nice to listen to yeah, with his because, voice. You know, it's Sam Elliott, <laughs> who I was trying
1: to make that reference for Henry earlier, but I was like, while we were talking about it, I was like, wait, that's not who Sam Elliott was. <laughs> simile no. was butch yeah <laughs> again nothing too standout
0: ish no, i just really it liked was the music. it was just enough to get the job done i would say mm-hmm. like it was good it was like the, the soundtrack was entertaining enough and the general atmosphere of the movie was there but but we've seen a lot better yeah and of course we've seen a lot
1: worse so it's not terrible yeah uh I'm ready to move on if you are. Yeah,
0: I guess let's go into our entertainment score. For entertainment I put it at a sixty-eight. I have a seventy-three. So
1: I can put it in the
0: seventies. I was mostly but... bored during this movie. This this was definitely a score where I was locked into a higher score than I wanted to give it. Because of yeah. my previous scores. And again, like I said, we haven't really had a middle of the line movie where it's just all right, it's just okay. I would say I probably should have given Dinosaur a low 60 score, and I would have given this like a, a 65-ish, 67, mm-hmm. somewhere around there to, to like make it more accurate. But because we haven't really had a score like this before, it's kind of hard to throw it into a spot. Yeah. There was some re- entertaining aspects of the movie, I wouldn't say it was of course. the worst there was some, movie. There were
1: some scenes that I chuckled at. It was, it was a couple of good jokes.
0: But I think also the emotional moments of the movie is really what saved it for me as well. Yeah, that's true. I cried multiple times throughout this movie. And like the first time I watched this movie, I cried so hard that I got physically ill. And like <laughs> I had given myself vertigo from crying. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Which was terrible. Do not recommend. <laughs> but they they have these really entertaining points of the movies where it's like if they would have just expanded on this movie a bit more and taken out some of the, the like useless stuff and felt put it in like more like actual notable story stuff, they could have had a a really viable movie here.
1: Yeah, like this definitely felt like. They went through a lot of changes during the production of this movie. Yeah,
0: and again, now after hearing that story that you told in the Fun Facts, it makes a lot more sense to me as to why this movie turned out this way. But also, the fact that they had they were working on this movie for five years means that they had five years to get something right, and they still couldn't actually get it somewhere. Yeah,
1: but, I mean, it still wasn't a terrible movie. No. I would not personally pick this and if someone picked it, I'd be kind of like, "Eh, it's not that great of a movie, but I mean I'll
0: watch it if you want to. I think maybe if I want to make myself cry, I might put this movie on. That's the only thing it's kinda of good for for me, in in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but like if it well, if I want a good movie to cry to, I'd put
1: on one of those movies that we rated highly.
0: <laughs> we That's cried. very
1: true. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> like again, this is an okay movie. This yeah. is definitely that middle of the road movie that we mm-hmm. were that we should have had in the beginning, so that we could easily rank all these movies a little better. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, we're still learning, and that's we're, the fun we're part. Figuring. We're still learning. <laughs> Are we ready to give an overall score then?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm ready.
0: I have an eighty point six for my overall score and i have a 79.6 for my overall score which is very high for this movie it's yeah. the, the visuals and the atmosphere is what saved the score <laughs> definitely like, like if it wasn't for the visuals
1: being absolutely incredible this probably would have gotten like a very mediocre score yeah
0: i would say this score definitely belongs in the low to mid 70s
1: that's what i was going to say
0: like, this is another movie where average taking the average of our scores hurts our ranking system. Because you have the average story, you have the average characters, and you have, it's just an average entertaining movie. But you have these really high visual scores and, like, pretty high atmosphere score that just carries the score up to an 80.6. But it's mm-hmm. also things you have to take and consider with the movie,
1: which we might need to figure something out for that, or we might just keep it the same way we're yeah, doing it.
0: There might there might come to a point where we're just gonna have to like forget the average and like and we're just gonna have to go by gut. Like if we know for sure that movie doesn't really deserve that high of a score, we can just place it where we where we know it deserves. But at that point, I feel and, like we would need to. Go back and do that with all the past yeah, movies. That would revamp the entirety of our podcast at this point. Yeah, it's, so it's like there's so many things. Because so again, this is not an eighty. This movie, it's just the the visuals and the atmosphere that it's just the visuals saving it. it. So like in reality, again, I low, would say like maybe seventies seventy-two point four, which is I feel bad. Like, I feel like we're screwing up our ranking list by doing it this way. Yeah. Well, well it's screwed up if we keep it this way, and it's screwed up if we, like, we're just to switch something at this point. So it's like we're in a lose-lose situation no matter what at this point. Yeah, so,
1: I mean, but we're <laughs> still going to have fun doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. And... We'll
1: find a way to do it. Speaking <laughs> of which... I had to find some way to segue again. That was, Speaking not a, segue. Of which... that was a terrible mm.
0: segue. Don't even, like, <laughs> don't even bother with the segue at that point. Just Too bad. Next <laughs> week, we are doing Finding Dory. I, I can't even segue into that now because of how terrible a transition that was. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, I tried, okay? But anyways, next week is Finding Dory. I've seen... It's the sequel to Finding Nemo.
0: Yes. But... I feel like I've seen this once in my life.
1: I know that I've only seen half of this movie. <laughs> I've seen the last half of the movie so I was watching it with no idea what was going on like okay where's Marlon where's Nemo oh hey there they are why weren't they with her <laughs> in the first
0: place. I mean that doesn't sound like a very smart idea of watching a movie halfway through from the, other, the ending half. The
1: only reason I did was because I walked in on my dad and mom watching it and I was like oh hey I'll join.
0: <laughs> All right, I have no idea okay. what's going on. Where's, what's this octopus why is he here who are all these who are these fish i don't remember anything really from this movie hoping that i enjoy it as much as i enjoyed finding nemo because like i was pleasantly surprised with how much i more i enjoyed finding nemo now so i'm hoping that mm. i'll still have the same feeling for this as much as i'm not a fan of dory so. yeah i mean <laughs> i have a feeling this is going to be one of those sequels where it's not as good as You know, the original, but... Well, we'll find out next week. Yeah. So, until next time, may all your dreams come true. Bye.